Where have you been? Oh, mate, I'm exhausted. Merksy's been uh, doing an excellent job. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just a beautiful human being, isn't yes. he? Yes. But yeah. um, you've been doing something exotic. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I've got a, look, I, a secret double life. Um, as a, a performer, a thespian, a p- and I've been shooting. A performer, oh a heavens! Performer, an is artist. it um, is it like child appropriate? Well, yeah. The genre, oh, the content. No, no. I've been making a, a, a film, and it's no. Don't take the kids to see it. It's not no. adult. It's crime, and it's just. It's <laughs> so to clarify, and, you haven't yeah. been missing from the wheelhouse because you've been opening an OnlyFans studio. No, 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 no. That's already <laughs> open. That's been open for months. Uh, but that, and uh, been hosting some breakfast radio on on your ABC as well. So, it's been a very big few weeks. I've missed the bunker. Terribly yeah, missed you here too. I tell you what, the uh, the cyclists over in Francais, mm. I reckon it's been a pretty big few weeks as well. Yeah, yeah. I bet some of them are sitting there wishing, why didn't we just start an OnlyFans page? This, <laughs> this cycling cape it would is a be bit as much. well paid. Yeah, yes. Merxy. We're recording, and it's good to have you back, Joel. Thanks, Merxy. Merxy's a good good host. He is. Really. Have good you host. been uh, like? Shivering in your in your boots. I've been shivering because I've been in Sydney. It's been freezing. I didn't <laughs> take enough warm stuff, and we were shooting actually at like four or five a.m. in the morning, and I had to wear like a singlet. Jeez, and uh, quite yeah, different so to the heat wave in Europe at the moment. Thirty-six degrees in uh, in France on the Wheelhouse podcast. We are recording. It's lovely to be back <laughs> in the bunker. My name's Joel Spread Borough and uh, Kate Bartes. Hello. So good. We're nearly in the third week of the tour already. How did it happen that quickly? It's actually ridiculous because now we're starting to say, yeah, look, the tour's all well and good, but let's start talking about Vuelta and all that sort oh, of no. stuff as well. So I whipped this up overnight uh, in my little home recording studio, played all the instruments myself, composed <laughs> uh, it. No, this is Merxy's playlist once again. It's, Where's this one come from, Merxy? France, Joel. There you go. <laughs> that narrows it right down for yeah, us. Excellent, uh, excellent. A lot to cover today. We're going to talk about Tour de France, of course. Uh, past halfway, where does the time go? I don't know. Uh, we've got Willy Won't He. I, you know, it's it, it's such a cliche, but I really want to play uh, Will I Stay or Will I Go when we're talking about Mark Cavendish because mm. it was all over Red Rover and. Now uh, Astana's like, you know, if you want to come back. Anyway, we'll talk about that as well. We'll talk about, uh, we've got to do Aussie Watch and uh, our mate Jai, uh, who's soaring, to be honest, uh, one foot on the podium, and let's not jinx him by saying too much more on that. A bit more news about your very, very dear friend, first on your Christmas card list, Patrick Lefebvre as well. Looking forward to uh, chatting about that. And also... Wout Van Aert. We're just basically going through all of your mates uh, every week. I mean, what about Jonas? Cousin Cousin Jonas. His family. (laughs) He's like Vin Diesel. He's like, his family. Yeah. Important. Uh, So, no, let's get into it. There is so much to cover. It's it's lovely uh, to be back and and reading stuff that's actually true and not make believe. So, that's good fun. Now, uh, we've seen in the tour over halfway point the the, the Cofidis' stranglehold on Tour de France success has continued. Kate Bates. With, I, think, uh, I think maybe the dramatic pursuits you've been following, you're, yes. you're embellishing a bit. Stellar performance. How two, many stage wins? Two stage wins. In how long? 15 years. Hey, that's two more stage wins than I have. You know? <laughs> this is true. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Isagare won uh, stage 10, which is really impressive. Um, his brother Gorka also in the, in the peloton. It's really been a... a 
tour of brothers. It has. It's a real brothership amongst them. Yeah. Uh, and they're from the Basque Country, so it's a pretty special tour for them to be able to start in Basque Country uh, and then now take a stage win. Um, mm. and, and again, for confidence, they're doing something right. Yeah. So, you know, haters be gone. Haters be gone. No, fair enough. Uh, we'll talk about the heat a little bit more too. I, I have a question that might be a, a slightly ignorant one, but just as far as pushing hard, pushing early in this kind of heat and what that does at the back mm. end of the tour, if that makes sense. We'll get into that. Um, I do want to ask you about Mark Cavendish, the Manx Missile. So that's obviously, we all know what's happened. Had a stack, heartbreak, that 35th uh, stage win. Mm. Seemingly uh, put to bed. Like, it's not going to happen, but time does funny things. And I think 48 hours passed and all of a sudden it was, well, you know what? You could, you could, you could come back for another year. Now, there's two very clear arguments here. Mm. One is, uh, you know, go through a whole year. <laughs> all the rides, all the training, all the everything – get into stage one of the tour next year, have a stack, it's all over. Other side of it is you get the record. You you put your body through Mm. all of that once again, you get the record. I I cannot think of anyone who's in a better position to talk to this than you. (laughs) I'll take that. Yeah. I think there's a certain poetry in how it's played out. I mean, it's the... It's a tragedy. What makes... Sure, but what makes cycling such a beautiful, enthralling sport more than any other sport that I've ever followed, slight bias there, uh, (laughs) is that the unpredictability of it. To even achieve what he has and win so many stages when at any given time, on any day, racing or training... Calamity can happen and often does happen. And, uh, you know, we've previously gone through the list of um, Geraint Thomas's injury list and how many bones he's broken. There's absolutely nothing guaranteed. So I think this is a better way for the story, if we're talking about, uh, you know, the grand story of Mark Cavendish, than to go out by just not getting the record. Like that, that wouldn't be... Uh, whoa, end to the story. That would be like, oh, that kind of sucks. That sucks. Yeah. And I, at on set, we've got uh, the Boy Racer book, the Mark Cavendish uh, book from far earlier in his career. And, you know, it says, my journey to Tour de France, record breaker. And I think there's a lot left in the story. Yeah. And, and this, in many ways, it, it's, I reckon it's almost going to become the longest held record that's equaled but never broken. But not broken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Merksy. <laughs> Speaking of, Merksy. Yeah. <laughs> so, the uh, doco, yeah. Mark Cavendish doco, is coming out August the 2nd. It's Ooh. called Mark Cavendish, Never Enough. Never Enough. And then, and is that's, it really, or are you just... No, it really is. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. On Netflix, I've actually... Oh, this August is two. that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, put that one in your diaries. And, and that, that, and of course, the Mark Cavendish book, available at the Wheelhouse uh, online store for just twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> we'll organise that. Now, I, I, that's what I want to talk about, because the pride side of it is massive. Now, we look at this. I love this whole, the, the prestige of equaling a great. Now, we've seen it in sport, obviously. I, the best example I can think of at the top of my head is... The great Don Bradman in cricket. Uh, mm. A lot, a, a number of cricketers have reached his mark and not succeeded. I remember mm. former captain Mark Taylor hitting his equal highest score and then declaring. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm so much respect, whatever. I don't think that that applies here. I think Cavendish has made it pretty clear that that record is what he wants. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but I don't think 
it might be something you want, but yep. that doesn't mean at all costs. And you do get to a point in your career where that the balance really shifts. Yeah. And it changes from you're young and you really you can be selfish because you have nothing really else to focus on but that. Yeah. But he made it very clear in his retirement statement that family is so important, he's missed so much, he wants to be there. So I don't know. I mean, dare I say it would be pretty selfish of him to after so many years, go back and say to his family, ah, oh, on the chance. You know, like, imagine how Peter and the kids would be feeling then because mm. they're so immensely proud of him and his career is not defined by whether he gets that record or not. I just don't think it's worth yeah, the risk of going again. Going through it that, all that's again. That's my view. But it, I also love that there's a documentary on it because – these crews go along hoping for one outcome, but knowing it could be a completely different one. Yeah. And one of the favourite sports documentaries I've ever seen is one by the name of The Crash Reel. Okay. And it follows Kevin Pierce. He was a snowboarder trying to break the record of Sean White heading into the Winter Olympics. And they were big rivals. And he crashes uh, in training before the Olympics and gets a traumatic brain injury. And so the documentary goes from trying to follow him to Olympic glory to following him through oh my goodness. this. Re- but it's yeah. so beautifully done because they went in just following him, yeah. hoping they'd be going to the Olympics with him, but not knowing where the story went. And this documentary is going to be like that. Like instead of it being this fairy tale that they'd hoped they'd get, mm. it's going to be arguably a more compelling story. Yep. Um, and great for great for the fans. Merksy. <laughs> Uh, Netflix describe it as an uplifting profile in resilience oh. and self-belief, revealing the inside story of one of the most inspiring and mm. unexpected comebacks in sporting history. Yeah, and, and look, he'd have to put another comeback on the table. Yeah. As well. and look, I, I, I respect what you're saying. The, the whole queue in the rack, there's more to life, all of that. It, his career has been monumental. There's no doubt about it. He's already a, a beyond a great of the sport. But... I, I'm just curious. There was a lot of uh, you want it, You want him to go again, don't you, Murphy? You him want to him go to go again. again, don't I'd you? I'd love him to go again. The fans want him to go <laughs> again, Kate. I'm a fan. Yeah. And I've not that I've had enough, but yeah. I think it's. I think give it's a, the people what they want. I just, I just love the. I love the theatre of it. I, I just. I, I. I love. Can you? Can I'm just saying. Can you imagine a year from now, he's he powers to a stage win sometime in the middle of the tour. Gets the stage win. It's just like, you know what? Oh, it's movie only. I'm done. Right? I'm out. I'm, I'm not even going to finish. the two. I, I just I, I got what I came for. All but right. the, as you say, the cost of that is more significant than, than it was when he was in his early 20s. And it is. But I, look, I'm coming well. around to your to your view on things. That would be beautiful. It mm. would be special. But look, That's... you know, everything else aside, the guy's had surgery this week. A serious yeah, stuff. I don't reckon he will, is my view. Yeah. So whether we want him to or not, yeah. I don't reckon he will. Yeah, very very sad. He, he was looking good too. That uh, The pro- previous stage and everything. Like, it's two go. second places. Oh, that does make it more compelling, doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't it just? Yeah. Doesn't well... it just to know that you were still there? <laughs> That's the other thing on the athlete. Like you're still... Up there, you can still match it with these guys, beat these guys. Well, the wheelhouse had a uh, a, a tweet that aged badly. Did you say, what did you say? A this. tweet? A tweet. Oh, I thought you said a tweet. I thought we had a, a tweet. tweet. No, a tweet. <laughs> are we um, threading yet, just quickly? <laughs> we are. We're, okay. we're threading. Um, a tweet that aged badly, and it was a will Mark Cavendish break the record or not, yeah. and it was the night before when he 
uh, got second in the stage and it went gangbusters. Went and absolutely. let me tell you, yeah. the fans, they believed in him. Of course. It was overwhelmingly yes. Yeah. And um, yes, the, the next evening when the poll was still running because they run for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, yes. The the no vote all of a sudden became the victors. Oh, that's that almost so pay, that out the, pay out the bets, isn't it? Because oh, yeah. it's... <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. It, look, really, really sad and what we think is an end to it. An incredible journey. Uh, not the way he wanted to go out, but it doesn't tarnish. Obviously, it was an accident. It doesn't tarnish anything. And uh, let's let's just watch it. Let's wait, watch. We'll have to bring the Cav Jar back on no, the bunker because we're going to talk Ooh, about it. Another year yeah. of talking yeah, about yeah. Merckx must be happy. Oh, Merckx, come again. The actual Eddie Merckx must be happy. Oh, not you, Merckx. No, I think the actual Eddie Merckx would... No, well, one Merckx is desperate for him to continue. The other one's sitting there going, ooh, safe. Yeah, I think they'd probably be saying, oh, you know... He, no, say, put your oh, feet up. It's a sad way to go, but... Yeah, seriously, Mark, just, yeah. just, you've done enough. Uh, okay, Wheelhouse Podcast coming to you from the bunker. I'm Joel Spreadbury. Catherine Bates uh, is here as well. The rest day has obviously gone past us as well. Jai Hindley spoke about having a day with the boys and just chilling out and all of that. I think I, I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about stamina and all of that sort of <laughs> stuff as well. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an easy question, but I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts on the importance of the rest day uh, in this heat and everything else that's going on. Hit and miss. I don't think all riders like the rest. It sounds yep. nice, doesn't it? Like yep. you kind of imagine that they'll be lounging by the pool and it will be so lovely. Uh, I don't know that that's the reality of it. You have to keep riding. You have to go for a decent training ride. Other, otherwise your body goes, oh my gosh, it's done. You've, you're going to stop torturing us. And yeah. it just switches off and then you try and race the next day and it's – it just your body doesn't respond how it should, so you have to keep riding. So it's not a really relaxing day, and typically they've had transfers, um, you know, and a lot of press. So I don't know. Some riders I think enjoy the mental break, but uh-huh. but others don't really. Yeah. But I think mentally it's probably a bigger break than anything because it's full. You have to concentrate so hard just to stay safe in the bunch, let alone everything else going on. And again, as you say, in quite extreme heat, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. You know, so it does give the riders a chance uh, to kind of rest and rehab a little bit. Um, but while we're talking about that, I just wanted to mention um, some really sad news that's come in. Um, a young Western Australian rider by the name of Connor Lambert, uh, who was over in Belgium, he was racing for a Canadian team, um, a training partner and friend of Jai Hindley and Ben O'Connor, um, was killed in Belgium on Wednesday. Um, that's hit Jai pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, they were good friends. So I think if we look at, um, so we're, we're sending all our thoughts and love to his friends and family um, and the whole community. But I, I think if we look at the pressure that these guys are under, and we talked about it with Cav in terms of like, you know, what's it worth and the, the life moments of it. Jai Hindley probably needs a day off. Yeah, well, because that changes it, doesn't it's it? his first ever Tour de France. He's yeah. on the virtual podium at the moment. He he does have a lot of pressure, but a lot of excitement and a lot of. But all of a sudden, he's been whacked with the reality of real life. Yeah, and he talked at the beginning about how he lived essentially like a monk for two months before this, wrapping himself in cotton wool and just protecting everything to be, um, you know, in the best shape that he possibly could. You can't protect yourself from life 
and yeah. from these moments. And so all of, if you put that through the whole peloton, there's so many athletes who are dealing with other things. We need to talk um, about Wout Van Aert, whose head's in the clouds because his wife's about to have another yeah, child. Yeah. Um, so real life doesn't get put on hold because no, of the tour. And I think that's where rest days can allow the athletes to see their families. Often they'll come and visit um, and get away from the mental load of it. Yeah, I, I love what you've said there. And I think there's, even speaking about Cavendish and, and the, what, what he's weighing up as well, like there is more to life. And this, it's incredibly sad to hear about Connor Lambert. Um, the other thing with, 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 with these incidents, Connor Lambert, Gino Mater as well, is it, it puts, I guess, a bit of a haze over the peloton as well. You mentioned the word safety before, but there's a bit of a, this is fresh in the mind, isn't it, for, for all of the riders. We've seen tributes across the tour as well. They're making these descents, probably thinking about this sort of stuff as well. So the mental load is mm. extreme, and that's before we even start talking about the heat and the the competition, the pressure, all of that. The emotional toll is huge. So rest day has its perks, I guess. Yeah, it does. I mean, for the uh, travelling journalists, it's the first day that they get to, you know, do their laundry and oh, such things. Get, so they're going to the pub. They're not doing their goodness. laundry. No, well, God, <laughs> traditionally. The rest day was when doping scandals always dropped. Right. I'm so glad we're past that. But it used to be this crazy, hectic day for everybody around the tour, trying to get to laundromats and do all of that. Because right. it's not like the media have um, a truck with a washing machine in it, yeah, although yeah, NBC yeah. does, I might add. Really? Yeah, NBC does. Phil Liggett, he goes on air with a beautiful, crisp, fresh laundered and pressed. laundered and pressed wow. shirt every day. We expect no less. Well, he's Phil Liggett. For I Phil Liggett. Yeah. Yes. Um, but g'day, dare, Phil. Yeah, I'm g'day, sure Phil. you're listening. Yeah. Friend of the wheelhouse. But dare I say that uh, Kino and Gero and Bridie have had to hang out in a laundromat yeah, to get it they're, done. Yeah, I they're sitting a bit further apart. Cause it's <laughs> like just, the oh, look, they're, they're doing a brilliant job. And I think also the rest day for them is important because yeah. it, it gives them some a little bit of breathing uh, space. Kino, I'll give Kino is on fire. He is on fire. Some of his quotes <laughs> have just been like really stirring. We need to get really the couch stirring. peloton onto making like a little quote book because yeah. it would be actually by the, like by the end you almost forget the beginning. Yeah. And that's one of the things even about podcasting during the grand tours. Yeah. Unless you're podcasting every single day, so much happens that by the time you even get to where we are, um, in the race ahead of stage 13, you've forgotten all of the drama of stage one, two, you know, and the stories around it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, look, some some sad news. Also, Aussie hopes. We've we've seen Jai, obviously, the shining light uh, so far. Bit going on for him. Uh, but as you say, still on that virtual podium, looking ahead to some massive, massive climbs. And I think feeling okay. Are you feeling okay mm -hmm. About Jai, Kate? I am. I mean, if we if we want to kind of steal a segment from the project or something like that, um, like a hot or not? Yeah. Or maybe it's more of a have you been paying attention kind of segment. I don't know. Um, he's firmly in the hot um, in the category. <laughs> he is in the what's hot. Okay. What's hot. He is on fire. And uh, from when we're recording now, the next stage they go up the Grand Colombier. Mm. It's a quite a short stage. That's really the main event. They finish up the top of it. It is such a beautiful, poetic, epic climb. Yeah. And he's come out and said that he knows it's going to be on from the get-go. Yep. Um, and he knows that it'll just be and, – and he's prepared for it. And I just think 
he's got nothing to lose. Like we, <laughs> we had uh, a beautiful moment, crystal ball moment from Chris Froome. Uh, crystal ball Chris. Yes, this week, Joel. And he, yeah. he said, oh, I think the big competition is between Pogaccia and Vingago. Oh, what? Oh, really? No way. I know. Stop Fresh it. Fresh new. Who are they? Where's <laughs> that coming from? <laughs> That's, is it falls into the, you know, most obvious headline you could possibly get. Oh, Crystal uh, Ball Chris is now his nickname. <laughs> but I think the, the point is that... That's what everybody's thinking. Yeah. That's why it's so bleedingly obvious. Of course, of course. But that gives the opportunity for Jai. Oh, can you? I do think. I mean, I, you know, at at some point, strategically, they have to be prepared to lose in order to win. And I think that's where Jai Hindley fits in. And I mean, I've been doing my best to educate the Australian media on how to say his name. Oh, gosh. I, yeah, <laughs> we have I, enough troubles with the internationals, but yeah, come on You know, I'll t- just quickly, I mentioned before doing some Brecky radio, and I was talking about the tour the day that Jai won, and we had a guest talking about it, and I, they asked me just before we went on, is it, is it Hindley or Hindley? And I was like, it's Hindley. And then we went to air, and I said Hindley. Ah. Oh. Well, and there's a Hindley, 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 Hindley. He, he, what I love what he's, uh, that he's in this mix because he, he's spoken about the the beast mode nature of the race so far, and the likes of Pog and, and Jonas launching attacks in the yellow, you know, hundred oh, kilometers out, that sort of thing, and the fact that he's able to be up there despite that sort of unorthodox, non traditional. It's so cool, yeah. And yeah. I, it's something other, if we're going through the hot or not, someone who could. Be on either side of the fence, I think, is Glutzy. Yeah, Benny. O'Connor. G'day, Benny. Uh, he's not where we thought he would be at this point of the tour. We, hey, what we, are you saying about my Benny? I'm saying that we had big hopes that he would be quite elevated in the race for GC. Yeah. He is not. Yep. Um, in fact, at, at last check, he was 11 minutes down, uh, which is is a great deal further up the GC than he was a couple of days ago because mm. he, he did get in a break. But what that means is that he can take opportunities for stages. So he was third on a stage that um, Pello Bilbao won. Yep. And, you know, I think part of that victory for Bilbao as well was, as we were talking about, um, in honour of Gino Mater. But I think that means that coming into these big mountains, if Glutz is finding his legs, it's a big opportunity for him to go stage hunting. Okay. And again, as another team, like a fourth team from away from Yumbo and, and UAE, yeah. are they going to chase Jai? Are they going to chase Glutzy? They yeah. can't chase them both all the time. And uh, imagine if Jack Haig throws his hat in the ring in the climbing. Like we could see a bit of a Aussie pow, pow, pow. You're feeling like a rush, an yeah, Aussie rush. I am. Okay. Yeah, great. Like go Aussies, go. Yeah, well, as you say, they're, they're, they're poised to attack from, uh, you know, Oh, where'd they come from kind of territory. Mm. So we'll see. Well, you know who I'm really worried about, uh, if I can be honest? Caleb. Yeah. I, I was. Oh. Well, I knew we were going to bring it up, but I was sort of dread, dreading it a bit. He, he was um, last on stage. Yeah. His legs have, have abandoned um, him. On stage 12. Stage 12 was not a flat stage, but it also was not the Alps that they're heading into. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're coming into four 
pretty aggressively tough stages. Mm -hmm. And for him to only just miss the time cut, be last on stage and with a teammate with him, um, helping him as well. Um, Though he and his teammate, um, Jasper Deboist, were 10 minutes adrift uh, from the bus, what we call the bus, you know, where everybody who's not really racing for the stage, safety in numbers. Yeah. No safety in numbers for Caleb. I'm worried about him. I don't think you. Based on that, I don't. I don't see him even getting through the next stage. Is he injured? He's, he's finishing 37 minutes behind. You know, oh, we haven't had any of indication of that, but clearly something's off. It, it feels like a ginger, a ginger ride because yeah. that's such a huge, huge. Anyway, yeah. we're we're worried, Caleb. If you're listening, I'm sure you are. Buck up, old son. Yeah. We uh, wish you all the best. Hello, Merksy. Maybe his disc brakes are rubbing. <laughs> Look, disc, maybe. Disc brakes or spinal discs? Because that's oh. two different questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Though, you'd, maybe think, you'd think they'd have the mechanics on site to, <laughs> to do a quick adjustment. <laughs> yes. that. Although, you never know. You never know. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, Crystal Ball Chris uh, saying, oh, I'm going to write that down because Pog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Jonas, that's who, like... who would have thought? Um, <laughs> Eddie Merckx is uh, getting behind Pog. Eddie Merckx oh. is all, all about Pog. He kind of... he. He likes to throw his opinions out there. Now that his record's safe. Now that his record's safe. <laughs> it's, I, I think there's some people like Merksy, the other Merksy, yeah. not our Merksy, who I think should be elevated in status. Uh, they don't really warm to Jonas. And I wonder if that's a personality thing because he's not. He's quiet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Podgy, he's pretty fun. He's a, he's a fun guy. Yeah. He's a mushroom. He dances around, he has some fun, he takes the mickey out of people. Yep. He's got a real out there personality. I, I think people like his values too. I think he's got yeah. a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great values, but yeah. great fun personality yeah. too. Jonas is a bit more of a shy guy. Very shy guy. And so I reckon it's got something to do with that more than anything because I am liking Jonas. You okay? I am. I'm you're liking Jonas. You're thinking purely on the pedals and you're thinking Jonas is... Well, because uh, I think if, if we look at history in any way... When pure climbing, Jonas is a better pure climber. Okay. And stages 13 onwards, whoa. Forget about it. Like, forget about it. They are pure, tough climbs. What's the Columbia? It's like 17Ks, isn't it? It is. 7 or 8%. I've got to say, it is my most favourite climb in the tour um, because at the top of it, it's like this beautiful, it opens out, yep. so the aerial shots are magnificent. This beautiful snake hairpins that get narrower and narrower as you get toward the top. And so it is so beautiful to watch. Yep. The most beautiful, I would say. Have you ridden up it? I haven't. It was the first, it was in the tour for the first time in 2012. Okay. Um, so I've driven up it. That yep. was my the first year I covered it uh, for SBS. And that was enough, I'm guessing? <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was pretty solid. There yeah, are a lot yeah. of um, burning clutches. Let me tell you, trying to get up there from the media uh, yeah. media convoy. But it it is such a beautiful and almost mythical yeah. climb, yeah, and yeah. I just I can just see Jonas really dominating, dominating, out, okay. just going like just feeling comfortable okay. to back himself up it. I like it. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about a, a quick report card as well. So mm. Jai's obviously our our shining light. I like what you've said about uh, our glutesy O'Connor as well. Uh, we should look at some non 
No, non-Aussies as well oh, that yes. aren't Pog and aren't Jonas is obviously not going to win, but Jasper Phillipson's been he's hot, immense, yes, immense. He, he gets a an A plus yeah. on the report card. That's uh, extraordinary. What, or, four four stage four stages out so, of twelve so far. So far yeah. yeah, I mean if we if we do it in the format that the kids' school reports are in, um, <laughs> achieving above is yeah. what I would give him. Yes. <laughs> Exceeding expectations. Yes. Uh, very much so. Uh, I think Feathers has, has been, you know, I think, okay. Uh, yeah, I think he is achieving as expected, but not not above. Not above, um, yeah, but, uh, but again, these big climbs will make so much of a difference yep. um, in terms of how we we are judging them to date. So we're going to see a shake-up. We're, do, we're doing the pre-chat before the... The boom. Before it gets real. Yes. I realise this is an audio product and so you cannot see that my hands are gesticulating wildly. Wild boom. Saying boom. Yeah, but I'm nearly yeah. knocking co- coffee off and I'm getting very excited. It's here. all, well, it is. It's, it's, there's enough to get excited about. That's fine. There um, is. There is. You know who I would, underachieving, oh, go on. dare I say, Biniam Gourmet. Oh, not we had uh, Yeah, but I love the guy. I love him as an Eritrean, athlete. And yeah. we thought that he would really be in the mix and he just really hasn't where, been. Where is he overall? He's slipped quite a bit, hasn't oh, he? Oh, well, look, in the GC stakes, he's, he's really nowhere to be seen. But yes. I thought that he would push pretty hard uh, for the for the green jersey. Yep, okay. Horrible colour as it may be. Uh, <laughs> and he's only just inside the top ten. In fact, he's on equal points with Pogaccia. So that that's not a good report card for a sprinter. Okay. Dramas. Yep. Dramas. Yep. The brothers Yates up there as well. Oh, exceed- I, I, I like oh, the brothers exceeding Yates. above. Yeah, yeah I I'd, think they'd say. Yeah. They're next they're still next to each other on G C. Yeah, I like I that. Like. There's real brotherly like you said earlier, yeah. a lot of brotherly uh energy. I going mean, wouldn't on. it be poetic? Because we like talking about poetry. Uh if they finished on the same time, can you imagine that? Well, After 21 days of racing. That would be beyond extra, extraordinary. They could uh, kind of make it happen. five seconds apart through stage oh. 12 stages. So you could almost be like, Oi, Simo. So, yeah. Do you want to uh, <laughs> Yeah, do you want to sync our watches? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, mum and dad will love it. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens on the Wheelhouse Podcast, Tour de France. Uh, very, it's a, it's, it's. About to get interesting. I can't believe I just said that. It is. It is interesting, but it is about to ramp up. It's about to get interesting. More interesting. It's yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, let's let's go elsewhere, Caterina uh, Bartes, because we've spoken about hot heat. Let's talk about hot form in one of the worst worst segues I've ever ever <laughs> said. But Annemiek van Vloten. Let's go to the Giro Donna, yes. and I think four. In thirteen attempts, and my 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 maths. No, that's that's is cr- that's correct. Not bad. She's not bad. She's, she's winning at about thirty percent. Yeah, overall, pretty good. It's yep. her last year. She's won, taken home the title at the Giro Donna, uh, and almost a very good segue because it is heat wave over in Italy. In fact, um, it's kind of lucky for them that they wrapped up when they did because it's been forty six degrees. Oh, Yikers. go away. Oh, that's ridiculous. I know. That's beyond oh, short sleep. I need to sleep. ring someone. <laughs> Hello. Can you do something about this heat in Italy? <laughs> yes. Well, I well, mean, we're in Brisbane, so you don't need to worry. <laughs> but, yeah, she's, yeah. she's won four um, now. So oh, it'll be her last because she's retiring. Yeah. Uh, and just quietly, I reckon she's building form to Tour de France fan. I, I, I really think that we're seeing her lift in form. A lot of the favourites weren't there. Uh, but she's the kind of rider who 
wishes there were 200k stages, who has advocated for 21-day tours. So you you might say, oh, she could be tired after this. She's just getting warmed She's up. She's just getting into it. Come That's... on now. Wow. Yeah. And she had a pretty quiet early season too. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is... At the beginning of the season, people were like, oh, she's not as hot as we thought yeah, she would yeah, be. She knows what she's doing. But she knows what she's yeah, doing. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Oh, what, a, what a journey she's had. So, uh, it, it's sensational. Gosh, she's incredible. And I think the Tour de France femme yep. of X-Swift is going to be boom. You're, just, you're, you're booming again? I am. I'm yeah, booming nice, again, although okay. I'm not using my hands this time. I've learned. Audio product. <laughs> uh <laughs> It's, look, extraordinary effort. Uh, We'll start talking more about the FEM in the next, well, few weeks, I'm sure, because before you know it. It starts on the 23rd. Yeah, before you know it. There'll be so much to unpack there. Um, But anyway, that's that's fantastic. Well, it'll be good to to dive back into the women's racing because it was hard to get much information about the Giro, uh, Donna, which is insane to say. Uh, But we know that we're going to have all the info we could possibly need is, um, is for Tour de France femme. Is Spratty so, coming on? Yeah, she's gearing up for yeah. it. Yeah. They've got a good team too, Trek Lidl. Yeah. It'll be the first time we see her in the new in the new kit as well. There you go. Shoe colour, do we know yet? or Don't know. Okay. I, have, I don't hold out hopes for we'll the blue shoes. We'll get her on the show. <laughs> um, now, let's let's talk about Remco because, uh, you know, I mentioned before it's all about Tour of TDF. Of course it is, but, but you blink and you're... That'll be over, and we'll be in Spain now. Big story, of course. Uh, mm. Remco's year's been an interesting one. Obviously, the Giro nowhere to be seen in the Tour, and is going to be seen um, mm. at the World Cup. Well, World and Tour. and Glasgow World Championships are coming up and first. World Champs, yeah, for all be um, for that. So yeah, I think it's pretty exciting that he's going to the World Tour. Yeah, because now what's going to essentially happen this year, which has not happened in a long time, is each of the three Grand Tours is action-packed and so much to look forward to. You yeah. know, normally the Tour is a reliable one, but the Giro, it's a bit half, and the Vuelta is often who's left from the other two Tours. But, yeah. this, I mean, we've got uh, Garrett Thomas, he's heading back. Roglic is heading back. I mean, imagine if we can reenact the Giro battle at the Vuelta at with the Vuelta. Remco back. Oh, my goodness me. That's incredible. It is. Well, but um, <clears throat> you probably won't be surprised to know, Joel, Paddy Lefevre's got his cranky pants back on. Yeah, he's, he, <laughs> Does he ever take them off? It's probably more the question. I think question. he lives in them. I think they're mm. painted on. Mm. Maxi, is that a Belgian thing? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Have you got your cranky pants on today, Maxi? No, I don't have any pants on. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah, you haven't walked Pants in there. Pants off Friday. That's, it's okay, Mission Blake. That's how he rolls. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lefebvre. No, so, okay, so there's a bit to talk about here. So Remco, firstly, well, yes, going to the Vuelta, that's very exciting. Contract window discussion for him as well and courtship happening there as well. Patrick Lefebvre is, is, is I'm on, I'm, I don't care anymore. I'm throwing my toys out of the cot. Is that what's happening? Well, yeah, I mean. Or is it just like chiching? We <laughs> say courtship. Patrick Lefebvre says harassment. Harassment, yeah. He says the UCI needs to step in and stop harassing oh. Remco about changing teams. Oh. Really? Like, I don't know. Uh, I think that's the wrong word to use. Remco's an adult. 
Well, Remco yeah. can say, hey, Ineos, go away. I'm not interested. Like, is it possible that Remco is saying to Ineos, oh, let's consider this? And that's just infuriating Patrick. Paddy doesn't like losing. So he treats him like he's a piece of real estate property or something yeah. and says it's not up for sale. Yeah. Isn't it ultimately Remco's choice? It, it is. It, like, is there provision for some sort of transfer window, like certain dates you're not allowed to speak to athletes? Yeah, yeah. Between, yeah oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's not dissimilar to uh, football in yeah. that, you know, you have to buy out the contract and you have to do all these sorts of things. Yep. So it doesn't happen that often, but when it does happen, there's a huge amount of money involved uh, in in the transfer itself. Yep. But ultimately, if Remco even wants to entertain it and Ineos uh, even entertaining the potential of paying out, paying all that money, can... Can Paddy really like? Is it really his say? Is it his say? He he's he's allowed to talk to them. There's no rule saying you you're not allowed to talk to rival teams during X between X and X dates in the no, season or anything like I that. I mean, or? there there is, and I, I suppose it would be. Ugh, how do they prove that? You know, Ineos yeah. would, of course, and and that's what Lefevre says. Oh, you know, they would deny it, but you know, what do I have to do? I think it's like a bit too tr- crime. True crime podcast for me. It is. It's interesting. Yeah. But they're all aware of the rules. They're all aware. That's the rules. It's sort of, you know, Ineos is probably taking steps. So nice talking to you, Remco. (laughs) And as always, this message was self-destruct in five seconds. Yes. Well, you know, and and then because the other story, as you kind of mentioned, is that Lefebvre is like entertaining, selling his shares in the team. Yeah. But he says he's had lots of offers in the past years and Cash, he's considering baby. cashing out. Yeah. What, did he, what would he get? I wonder what he, what the shares are worth. Well, they, they're they saying around $16.5 million is, oh, is what that I it? read oh, for his shares, yeah. But, I, I mean, honestly. Gee, there's no money in cycling, is there? Gee whiz. Yeah. I, I think he's – I don't know that he cares about – Remco in this dealing. No. I think it's more about the money, but anyway. It's all about the money, money, money. Now, it's uh, if it's not about money, it's about family. And I just want to talk about Wout Van Aert quickly because decisions have been made. Or well, that's are, another are, are will he stay or will he go. Isn't da, it just? Da, 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 da. So there's a few angles on this as well as far as you're about to, you know, welcome a... A, a newborn into the family and yes. whatnot. Where's your head at? If you are staying on the tour, are you going to be giving your best? Are you capable mm. of that when your, your your mind is very much blah, blah, blah? Mm. Or, of course, do you leave a tour as such an important part of that team? Um, and what's the, you know, what's the implications mm. of that on, on you? I mean, personally, I, as a former athlete, yep. and I rode my bike to the studio today and I can emphasize the former, <laughs> former <Okay>. athlete, Lee. <laughs> uh, I think that the human element of it yep. is if a rider's not happy or not present or whatever, yep. they're not worth what they could be worth. So you have to play to the human element and you have to look after them, know they're valued, know that you realize that there's other things in life. And if you don't do that, then... They're going to leave. They're not going to be their best anyway. So well, you're going to you're going to lose them anyway, aren't you? Because they're going to be like, "Fuck you." Yeah, uh, I don't think, given how infrequently you could attend the birth of a child. Yeah, your child, not just you're not. He's not a midwife. 
Sorry, His own guys. child. Hi, I'm Wout. Just do you yeah. mind if I just watch you? Uh, what's your name again? That is so good. Oh, welcome back, Joel. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I Push. Think... Sorry, sorry. Too far, too far. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mercy, you're urgently needed in the studio. Yeah, edits required. Uh, I think that he should be able to leave. Yeah. And then it's Yumbo's kind of human resources issue as to do they take him in the first place? I think yes. Because the reality is that the pointy end of the stages, you're not going to have the full team there helping Jonas anyway. Yeah. So he can be instrumental in the time that he is at the tour. But then when he goes, Mercy, are you on your way in? <laughs> no, but he has made oh. some strange decisions out there. Yeah. Baby brain. But, because well, he's not focused. Yeah. I reckon Mercy's of the opinion, and not to speak for you, but I'm totally going to, that you reckon he should stay, that he's paid a lot of money and that's his job. Is that fair? No, no. He should be there for the baby. Okay. Right. But I just think he's made some odd decisions out on the road. Bit of... Maybe his mind's elsewhere. Mm. Maybe his mind... And we saw from Unchained Yeah. little bit of... I mean, I thought it... We discussed it. I thought it made him come across really well. I did too. Yeah. But there's certainly tensions in the team and a balancing of egos. There's a little bit of old jibology. Going on. Yeah, yeah. so that's got to be well, playing into it. Mercy. Jonas said he's not going anywhere. Wout's not going anywhere. That's a bit of pressure, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I just going to, like, come on, Jonas. It's, I love you, but let Wout, you know. I don't know. Have, have, surely they've conferred on that. Well, I, I mean, maybe Jonas is saying that not from a pressure perspective, like, I won't let him go anywhere. We need him. Yeah. But that, no, he isn't. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Simply answering a question. It's hard to know the context because, you know, so many quotes get taken out of context, actually. Yeah. Probably not the Chris Froome. One about Fodgy and Jonas. Oh, but Mr. Scoop. Scoop Mr. of the day. Scoop. But this Chris one, Fred. you know, so it's very possible that Jonas is just saying, no, he's he's not leaving. You're all talking about it, but he's not leaving, rather than saying he cannot leave. Yeah, he's not leaving. I have tied him to the bus. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. We shall see. You need strong words. Uh, is a half-focused wout still more valuable than 70% of riders? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because he's exceptionally good at his job. There's very few of him. Yeah. There's not really anybody else who can do okay. what he can do. And okay. he has good hair. Very he good hair. He has got good he hair. Has, he has got He's very not going good anywhere. Hair. We are feeding him two square meals a day and yes. giving him 20 but minutes I, exercise. I, I hope he leaves, honestly, because yep. I think otherwise, at the end of his career, he'll regret it. Yep. And as wonderful as his wife is, I reckon... Even if she says, of course, it's your decision, darling, Ugh. I think that deep yeah. down she would also be thinking, oof. That'd drive a wedge. Potentially. Yeah. Are we invited to the baby shower? I think the uh, invite's lost in the mail, but oh, we'll, we'll go and check. Okay. Mercy. Rumour has it they're going to name the baby Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, <laughs> who is languishing, I believe, in 72nd at the moment. Oh, the overall. Well, you know, to add another to the report card, yeah. under... Achieving being underachiever is the yeah. rivalry we thought was going to happen between Matthew and Wow. We yeah. thought it would be like a day by day war. Well, at the start of the year, we just thought this is on for like Donkey Kong for the year because gone. It was, but where, where's it? If we it's, go uh, back to our tour preview, yep, there's been a few misses. 
not just for us, but for everybody who was predicting what may happen at the tour. Except for Chris Froome, because <laughs> yes. tell you what, yes. crystal ball Chris. Those instincts. Uh, <laughs> Tata, Pogacar and Jonas, who would have thought, yeah. honestly? Just who would have thought? Unbelievable. Uh, so, okay, let's let's go. Let's bring it back to Australia uh, at the moment, Catherine Bates, because... Uh, a big, a big bit of news. Not for the Wheelhouse podcast, but we're, we'll, you know, we're yet in the, in the, we're waiting in the wings. But the ARA and Oz Cycling are, have, have come together like Lefevre and Remco. They, they have. ARA uh, have announced that they will be sponsoring Oz Cycling for the next five years. But boom, boom, boom. But they are hoping that they will uh, be far longer term partners. Great. They're looking at a solid decade. Um, plus yep. really underpinning um, the sport in Australia, which is cool. I mean, we've got – the sport wouldn't be where it's at without Jerry Jaco. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Ryan supporting so much as he does. Jaco, Jerry, yeah. This adds another element to it with ARA jumping in, which is fantastic. Love that. Love it that is, for uh, for the sport. It is. It is very, very good. And, good, uh, uh, good, good bunts. Good uh I don't, know. I don't know yeah. how much the deal's worth. Okay. Um, but what I do know is that – They've gone for all disciplines of the sport. So okay. it's not that they're sponsoring the Road Academy or track or BMX. Every athlete uh, under the Oz Cycling banner will be now branded with ARA. Great. So, um, yes. they've That's got um, They've got four divisions of fire and security, electrical, property services and products uh, in Australia and New Zealand. So very much an Anzac brand. I love that too. I love it when you get the Aussie players really involved in the sponsorship rather than Absolutely. the globals. Absolutely. Especially so, when we talk about some of the the figures that we talk about in yes. Europe in the sport. And it's it's great to see this kind of commitment because yeah, the reality is you need money to yeah. uh, <laughs> you need money to ride a bike. Ching yeah. Well and you know and I also think in the same way that we uh, Google sponsors and try and figure out who DSM is or Furmanish or, yeah. or Quick Step or whatever, people will be googling ARA to figure out what it is they do. And I think that's really cool. Like automatically, they've got the brand recognition um, on the uptick and the loyalty. I drive a Skoda because Skoda supports cycling. Skoda. So you know, I think it does flow down. Mercy. Do you reckon they'll want to sponsor a podcast? <laughs> Can I, you make a call, please, Kate? Can't hurt. Can't wait to find yeah. out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, five year can, deal. We'll can, start slow. Actually, Merxy, uh, could you please send them a DM? Slide into their DMs yeah, on slide. socials yeah, sure. for us. You know, we, we could do. We could com- <laughs> combine uh, Lefevre and them. So we'll go five year deal worth sixteen and a half million. Boom. That should get us through a few episodes. It should. Yeah, it'll, it'll keep keep the uh, wheels turning, That's, so uh, to speak. Roughly half of Merxy's <laughs> day rate. Uh, very, very good. No, look, Kate Bates, it's lovely to be back in the bunker. It's lovely to have you back. It's uh, lovely to be had back. And <laughs> is there anything else you would like to discuss? Because I feel like we've discussed so much and I've had a lovely time. No, it. look, I, I just want to say that um, I think Lulu. Yes. And Peter Sagan. Thank you for bringing we, it up. Who are your, fa- your <laughs> favourite you. and Merckx's favourite? They're on the not hot list. That's all oh, I'm going to say. So no. thanks for coming back and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah.
See you, Lulu. It's all good. Hey, look, thank you for coming along. Like, share, subscribe. Tell everyone you know it's the Wheelhouse Podcast. Australia's... And all that jazz. ...only weekly cycling podcast. Yes. Australia's freshest. There you go. That's safe. Yes. Uh, lovely to have you along for the The only ride. one recorded in Brisbane. That, oh, so, so many stats. On a weekly basis. So many stats. We need to get a plaque out I the know. front. I think yeah. so. Okay. IRA could probably knock one up for us. Give him a, bo- give him a bell. <laughs> Here, here's the phone. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Ding dong. Give him a call. Sponsors, the, hello. Um, Put the Darth Vader voice on. See you next time.